TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wells into our lives. Boys, it's been a pretty amazing week actually here this is our 97th episode we're getting pretty close to this 100th episode now i think the challenge has been put out there for the wellness guys fans if you want to win our grand prize i think you need to send us your information as soon as possible to info at the and uh, give us your testimonials of how the wellness guys have changed your life um, and either an audio video we don't really care we just want to hear the information from you now we just got this post on facebook which is pretty amazing uh, from natasha and uh, she says i didn't even know what a podcast was until four days ago Brad Paul, so thanks, Brad, uh, for recommending. I checked out you guys and uh, listened to every episode in four days. Now, that's for long. <laughs> that is insane. Now, so we just calculated that. Hours. Yeah, that's, that's 45 hours worth, and uh, so that's more than 10 hours a day. That is a dedicated fan. I That's a, man, <laughs> I don't know what else Natasha, she was doing. Natasha, do you have nothing else to do? But no, man, seriously, that's incredible. Thank you. Guys, I, I love you guys, but I couldn't do 40 hours in, in, two, in four days. I just, <laughs> I reckon I'd have had enough of you Amazing. by then. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, Natasha, welcome aboard. Thanks for being a listener. It's been fantastic for uh, you to uh, send us that note, and that's awesome. So I appreciate that. Wow. Well, I mean, thinking about, um, talking about Natasha and, and she how she has, and, you know, really put this out there on Facebook. It's an interesting fact about Facebook, isn't it? Because Facebook has created us to have so many friends <laughs> on Facebook, but yet some of them people you probably have never met. So we thought we'd dedicate a whole episode on actually how to create friendship, maintain friendship, but more importantly, just talk about the importance of friendship in our lives. Um, I know myself and Damien and Brett, we're all three different personalities and we all have different types of friendships amongst us, some smaller, some larger. And uh, we thought we'd just give you some tips and hints about friendship. Now, Damien, you just had one of your best friends come from England to visit you recently. Um, you seem to, Damien, if anybody ever met Damien, Damien's like got this like, Brett and I and Damien, we would walk down a hallway, like I say at a conference, for example. And Damien, it takes forever for us to actually get anywhere because everybody just swamps in like a rock star. Nah. And Brett and I just sort of sit on the side. Do, it takes us forever. It's ridiculous. Well, it does. But that's we just I... stand in the corner by ourselves, just like twiddling our thumbs, <laughs> and everyone so just true. swamps to Damo. It's crazy. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. It's a bit embarrassing that you say things like that. But I, I'll tell you what actually happens. I, it's part of me, and this is where we're going with this, is how do we maintain certain... Um, relationships, what do we do? Well, I tend to, when somebody takes the time to say hello to me, I take the time to engage in a conversation with them. Like I, And I'm actually pretty good with names and faces. Like I generally remember most people's faces and 90 or maybe 85% of the time I remember their, their name as well. And, uh, and then I like to get into a bit of a conversation with them. I like to do that. So that's usually what makes us late for lunch or... Um, <laughs> Or run late, just late on time, but just not early. What's that? <laughs> late for a podcast recording. 
<laughs> that did happen tonight. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's how I like to roll. I like to actually have a conversation with people, not just to, you know, say good day, hey, how you doing, and then bolt off. I actually like to have a bit of an engagement. Well, you do have an attraction about you. You know, when you walk into a room, people do gravitate to you. You got that energetic smile about you, and you do engage with people, and people, you know, love that, and they, they are attracted to you, and they want to kind of hang out with you a little bit more. And you give off that, which is the exact right. You exactly right where you actually give the energy and you give the time and that that's an amazing thing and that's an amazing quality to have what about you brett are you are you like damien or are you kind of a little bit not so much no yeah. i think i'm different to damien i i think um i was always pretty shy you know particularly growing up i was i was a really shy kid at school so you know i've never been the one to walk into the room and instantly be able to just strike up conversations with people or um you know meet new people and you know i've always been a bit quieter and, and i guess a bit more introverted than that um where you know i'm i love you know having conversations and getting to know you know people i know really well uh but i'm not the sort of person who would walk into a massive room of people that i don't know that well um and strike up a whole heap of conversations i'm i'm always happy to it's not that i'm not approachable you know i don't yeah. want to people not to want to come up and chat to me but um but yeah i i'm certainly not in the same way that damien is definitely even though you're like the biggest freak of freak a freak dancer you are like you just man you just go out there and just attract that <laughs> energy man Brad is just you awesome do. you just you just, like, you just dance, dance. I do like to dance. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even drink, which is awesome. That is true. And he still has rhythm like yeah. a white man. It's amazing. But, uh... <laughs> hey, LT, how do you do it? Like, I know that you you have the hairstyle always right. You wake up in the morning, your hair's all done, your makeup's on, you've got a suit on pretty much when you get out of bed. You're always perfect. When you walk out and you go to a seminar and those sorts of things, people do look at you and go, oh my gosh, there's Lawrence Tam. And they feel a little bit intimidated because you're LT. So how do you handle that whole relationship thing? Oh, it's weird because most people think, you know, because I get up there and speak in front of hundreds of people and, and they think that, you know, I'm, I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually more of an introvert myself. I'm very similar to Brett. I'm actually quite shy. I grew up very shy. I was a very nerdy kid through high school and university, um, for those people who know me. And there's no pictures of me in high school because I pretty burned them all, I think. Uh, that's how bad I used to look. Um, but it's one of the things I, I keep more intimate relationships where I have more closer friends i have a you know a handful of friends that i really connect with on a regular basis and uh and that i consult with and talk to um i don't have a lot of friends uh i don't you know where damien i believe you have a lot of friends that you keep in contact with and uh, where i just have sort of a few friends and this is where you know most people are thinking listening to this and going like wondering where you where we're going with this is because i believe one of the things with wellness and health is that we actually have to have relationships in our lives and it's the importance of relationship is about not just building for our uh, I guess for men, men, for our mental state, but it's also building relationships so they can actually grow and we can learn from each other and learn from others. What do you, what about you, Brett? What do you think, why is it so important for us to have friendship in terms of wellness? Yeah, I think, um, I think it is definitely that communication aspect of it. I think it's, it's so important to have, um, you know, if nothing else, just a sounding board. You know, sometimes, I know we've all been in this situation with your friends. Sometimes it's not even what your friends say or don't say back to you that's important. It's just having someone there you feel like you can talk to and, and get things off of your chest. And, you know, half the time you know what you need to do or you know what the answer is to whatever's plaguing you. Uh, but just having someone there to sort of get things off your chest and to talk to and to communicate with, um, it's just so therapeutic and, and so helpful. And, you know, particularly I think when it's a, you know, a really good friend. And I think, you know, my, my really good friends and I tend to be pretty honest with each other. You know, it's that ability to just sort of 
you know, tell it like it is, I guess, that you have when you've got a really good friend that you've known for a long time and you've been through a lot with, that you can just tell people honestly, look, this is where it's at, this is what's going on, this is what you need to do. Um, and it, without the need to sort of feel like you're going to tread on their toes or annoy them or, you know, it's those really good friends, I think, that you can have those really frank, honest conversations with um, that can really be important in terms of keeping you healthy, keeping your mindset clear, but also helping you deal with all the challenges you've got in your life, whether that's work or whether that's your diet or whether that's your relationships, you know, whatever that is, just having those real open, honest conversations, I think is just crucial. True. Well, we've actually sat down and actually thought about the three levels of friends that we would have. There's obviously the casual relationship. You know, those are the people that you just sort of kind of know an acquaintances. I mean, I guess from our perspective, you know, if we go to like an annual conference or some example, um, you yep. kind of see someone once a year, you know them, we've had good conversations, but uh, you just only know them on a casual basis. This is what be the Facebook friend type of um, level. Um, there are also the friends that maybe uh, that plays in your cricket club or your, you know, baseball club or football club. Those are people you kind of hang out for the season, but you probably don't have any um, outside conversation outside of that season. And then the second level, we thought of these are the friends that you, what we just, Brett and I talked to, just talked about is sort of that friendship that you kind of hang out with at a, a higher in- intimacy level. Well, I don't know. We didn't have a word, so we just call it the BFF level. Besties, your besties. <laughs> the besties. Yeah, and those are people that you kind of really kind of bounce ideas off and, and learn from. And then the third level, obviously, and moving up the intimacy ladder is the, you know, the intimacy of your lover. Um, in, you know, other people's cases, it might be lovers. Um, but this is also your families <laughs> as well, right? Um, this LT. is your... <laughs> your naughty LT. Not me. I was actually referring to the rock star in the group. That's but anyways. They, that's what I always say. Instant denial. That's what it is. <laughs> but there's also your family. You know, this is obviously at an intimacy level of, you know, your family, your friends, your, it's not friends, sorry, your, um, your parents and your brothers and your sisters and also your kids. So those are the three levels. But what I'm going to talk about, first of all, is actually how to maintain these friendships um, at all three of these levels. Now, let's go to Damien because Damien has like I can't even count how many friends he actually has he just seems to know everybody in the world um, I think that's why the Wellness Guy is so popular is because every, all his friends are listening to us but you know Damien what is one of the secrets that you have to maintain relationship especially when you have so many people that you know and how do you keep that relationship going even at the casual levels uh, you know I, I don't know if I'd do this really well I'd love to think that I do and I'm sure I could do it better but I, I love to just do little touch points so I like to just get back into someone's life just that you know just every now and then just you know all of a sudden Damien Christoph's back in their life again and, and I think that's how you do it I, you know I went to New Zealand just the other day and uh, presented a seminar and I saw 170 people there and of those 170 people there I probably knew more than half the room maybe let's say 100 of those people and of those people I was able to jump back into a conversation and find out what they've been up to since the last time I caught up with them so that was nice because that meant that I was able to take part in their life just for a short space of time again Um, and that helps me maintain that friendship so I could quite easily say that they would be friends um, or at least people not only people that I that I know but people that I actually know something about And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's how I do it I think I just I like to stand around i'll be the last to leave a room um i was late to dinner that night believe it or not and uh and, and in fact the car that i was going in was actually leaving without me so that's uh it's not uncommon that that would happen but it's because i like to have conversations with people because people to me are really important 
Mm. What about you, uh, Brett? I mean, obviously, like you said, you have more intimate relationships with your besties and stuff. How do you yeah. make sure you maintain relationship with them? Do you contact them once in a while or, you know, once a week? Do you have a schedule or just kind of, you know, do you do it offline, online? What do you do? Um, yeah, definitely uh, offline, like definitely in person. And uh, and look, I've got to be honest, I'm probably not the best person at maintaining friendships. Like I, I'm not the sort of person who contacts someone regularly or will um, you know, constantly stay in touch. I mean, one of my best friends, you know, we actually speak very rarely. Like we, we, you know, he's, he'd been overseas for, or oh, sorry, uh, yeah, overseas and interstate for a couple of years. And you know, sometimes we would talk to each other once a year. Um, but we're still absolutely best friends. Like we can still catch up. And when we do catch up, we're just right back where we started. We really get each other. You know, we know that the other person's there. If we had something going on, we know we could call them and talk to them, and and we'd always be there for each other. But in terms of like a maintenance thing, you know, we're, we're probably not doing that all that regularly. But I think the key is that we both know that if we needed something, the other person would be there for them 100%. You know, like just no doubt about it. If I needed something, he'd be there. He'd help me out. He'd always be there for me. Um, and I think that's that's probably the key to maintaining a good friendship is knowing what that other person needs and and knowing how you can help them and and you know knowing and caring enough about them to know that hey you know this right now he just needs someone to listen to and I'm just you know I'm going to be there I'm going to do that because for him because I know that's what he needs right now is just to talk or you know right now he needs someone to actually tell him a few home truths and you know or whatever it is you know just knowing understanding them and what they're about and what what their needs are. Um, and and fulfilling that need for them, I think that's a really important thing or part of a really good friendship is is what you offer in value to them gets mirrored back to you. I think that's a really important point. Like what you just said, like some, I mean, I have close friends, you know, where I don't speak to them for a year or two years, and yeah. then it's like when we talk, it's like we're back to how we were, and as if nothing has left, um, and everything's you know back to normal. And but I think what you just said there, I think is creating a framework almost like an agreement from the friendship obviously took some time to build but there was a framework that says you know what if you ever need me i'm always here for you no matter what and um, Mm -hmm. i think that obviously takes some time to build at the beginning but once because we all live in busy busy lives especially when we have kids you never notice that you know when you have kids it's like friendship starts to really start to pull apart because you start to focus on your family you know the intimacy levels which is exactly how it's how it should be um, and but- I just want to sorry, I just want to add in there that I think you really build that through actions, not words. Mm. You know, it, it's not what you say to people about you know what you're going to do for them or how you can look after them. It's it's actually what you do that that really builds those strong friendships. And and when you've seen that action from them that that they're there for you, they've got your back, they're looking after you. That's when you get those really good close friends that sometimes you almost don't even need to talk to. You know, mm. it's like you just know you're just there. You're just such great friends. But that goes to the point of giving value. Like, you know, Damon, you said that about creating value for people. And mm-hmm. um, when you create value for people, they automatically want to make sure they create value for you sometime. You know, yeah. it may not be right there and then, but it's almost like they're going to want to make sure they're going to give back value to you and care for you in the future and take care of you. And it really shows that if you, I mean, one of the things we want to talk about today is also how to form friendships. You know, some people mm-hmm. might be listening on this um, the show and might say, like, how do you do it? How do you form these deep, intimate relationships? And one of the things I believe is actually giving value without asking anything for in return. It's about just giving the value because you just genuinely care for that per- people. And I know as a, as a practitioner, I do that. It's just that you give value to people, um, to the patients that I take care of, because, you know, it's not that I'm looking for friendship, but I'm actually want to give value to them um, in, because that's, that's what we do and we care for them and they feel that and they want yeah. to stick around. Damien, what about yourself? How do you, how do you create value for people? 
especially your close friends. Let's talk about your besties, right? How do you make sure you give value to them? Ah, oh, it's the funniest thing, you know, because I don't even know whether or not I do give value. I like to, I muck around, I tell lots of jokes. I like to, I, sometimes I like to be a bit of the entertainer. I like to be a bit of the center of attention. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that, but I, uh, no, I do. No, never, never. <laughs> well, see, even then, I just felt like I added a little bit of comic relief, even if it was just for me. But I, uh, I, I do like to engage again in conversation, so I do. You know, even tonight I was at my cricket presentation. Even though I didn't play this year, I still went down to the club rooms and uh, and was there for the cricket presentation, hung out with the boys and was able to find out what everyone's up to and had a conversation with a guy. And I said to him, um, you know, how, are you happy at the moment? Are you healthy? And he goes, yeah, I'm happy enough. I go, well, how happy is that? And he goes, oh, happy enough. And I go, could you be happier? And he goes, yeah, I could absolutely be happier. And so we had a bit of a chat about that. And, and I think that actually made him a little bit happier that somebody else wanted to make him happy. And that's the sort of thing that I think that I'd like to be able to offer to a conversation or to, to my friends. Um, and into any of my relationships is the opportunity to have somebody feel happier. Um, and that's the value I think that I add to them. Now, sometimes people ask me about health advice or they want to know a little bit about, um, you know, what I'm doing on radio or television or wellness guys or forage or my practice or whatever. And I'll tell them a little bit about that. But very quickly, I try to shift that conversation to back more about them. I'm more interested to find out more about them rather than to talk about the things I'm doing. Yeah, so... I guess we can, we can take that then to the next level, which is obviously the intimacy level. And, and so then it's about, well, you know, how are you uh, offering that value to your partner? And, and I think it, it, the basics of it sort of come down to the same sort of general ideas. And, um, you know, my wife and I do this. You know, we, we regularly try and maintain that relationship and, and make sure we, we're giving value to each other. And obviously we've spoken before about how we do date night once a week, and, and that's a really important part of that for us, the ability to to sit down and really communicate with each other and, and help each other out and you know, talk about what we our successes and our failures and all those sort of things. Um, but recently, you know, we did it a bit more formally as well. You know, we'd been sort of reading a few different books and particularly the love languages, which I know I've spoken about on this show before. Um, but, you know, one of the things we did was we actually sat down and wrote out a list of 20 things that the other person did that make us feel loved. Um, which is a really useful thing to do because it really gives you an idea of, um, you know, I had some ideas around things that I thought I was doing that was making Beck feel loved. Um, and it turns out that kind of some of those things she actually didn't care about that much. They actually weren't her priorities. They were more so my priorities. Um, and conversely, there were some things that I could do that would really make her feel loved that I didn't even realize were that important, that I didn't actually realize how important that was to her. And so that was a really useful exercise for us to actually find out, well, what is it that the other person does uh, that really makes them makes me feel loved and what what are they what can I do that will really make them feel loved and so we went through an exercise then of each day keeping a journal and writing down three things um, that we did that, that filled that other person's love love tank their love criteria which was really good the other thing we did was actually a bit of uh, gratitude as well so we wrote down three things uh, that they'd done that day to make us feel loved and that was just good to have that that kind of reminder there as well of the value that they were giving even though sometimes as you have a busy day it's easy to forget and to miss and to skip over it um, so, you know, I think it's the same thing with the relationships. It's about figuring out what it is, not necessarily what you would want, but what they actually want, which might be different to your values as well, mm. and making sure you're giving that because, it, as I said, it, it always comes back. You, you get back exactly what you give out in terms of relationships. It's funny about the, um, the love languages. Uh, I think it works exactly the same way with kids. Um, yeah. I look at my kids and the two kids that I have, Kai and Christian, and they are completely different in terms of yeah. how they want to get praised and <laughs> how they want to get loved from, from yeah. us. And um, Kaya, being the girl, I thought she would 
be more the touchy-feely type of person. But she actually doesn't like getting hugs that much. Like she does, you know, obviously like any little girl would, but she actually loves praise, like in terms yeah. of words. Um, so when she does something well, she really wants that acknowledgement for, through words and saying like, that's a fantastic job, Kai. Like you just done such an amazing job. Are you proud of yourself? So I ask her how, if she's proud of herself, so that make sure that she um, wants to acknowledge her own, like that she's proud, not just for, from what we are proud of. And then where Christian is not so much with words, like he is more just, a touchy kind of guy he really wants to get the cuddles and the hugs and um and so it's really important when because since we're talking about the intimacy level that it actually applies not just to your partner but actually applies to your kids and actually how you handle them and when you look at your kids differently and you actually can kind of figure out their love languages at an early age then you can actually reinforce uh, those type of love language and actually give them the praise and love in those languages that in the i guess the language that they want to receive it in it's gonna be so much better for your relationship with your kids as they grow up damien you would have seen that with your kids with jackson i mean obviously you know you would have you know, you have actually found ways to kind of inter- interact with him because obviously he's a teenage oh he's almost a teenager i guess almost um, teenager yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sort of yeah. going through that transitional phase i mean you would have experienced that you know with him i imagine I've kept things very casual and relaxed with Jack and um, and I don't know whether or not this is the best way to parent and I don't know if any parent knows which is the best way to parent. <laughs> Heaps of parents have actually written books about it but you know those books don't always work for every person. So um, I'm just giving it my best go but I've got a great relationship with Jack and we spend a lot of time together and every time that we – oh, I like to think we spend a lot of time together but the other day we built a rabbit hutch and um, he said, Dad, this was the best day ever. Hmm. And um, yeah. and for me, I built a rabbit hutch, and uh, and so <laughs> believe it or not, we lost both of those rabbits in four <laughs> hours. <laughs> both run away, but uh, but you know, f- for him to say that this was the best day ever for me, it was a bit of a wake up call because I thought that we'd spent some awesome days together, like days that I felt were better than just making a rabbit hutch, but. That time, that ability for me to teach him, and he loves me just like sharing time and teaching him and showing how to do stuff, which is the very same stuff that I used to love watching my dad do or learning from my dad. There's one thing that I used to say because, you know, my dad left when I was seven years old when I was a little boy. Um, I never learned how to shave, and that was one thing that I always thought, you know, I wish my dad had to show me how to shave, and I learned it from my grandfather. Well, Jack seems to like the same sorts of things that I liked you know, and wish that I had got from my dad. So I tend to try and do those things, but then every now and then he reminds me that it's more about the time that I spend with Jack mm-hmm. rather than all the different things that I do for him. And so so are you just making up Jack. for lost time now, DK? Like, because now you're shaving the beard and the head. You just kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and my back. You know, it's like... <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I don't shave the head anymore. I, uh, I just trim that. That's at number one. And uh, my beard, I do shave every other day. So, <laughs> well, let's get Thanks. into. A, let's, I'm, I'm actually, I'm using up all the shavers you don't use. <laughs> I, I am a bit bearded at the moment, if you can yeah. see. Wild, wild man. Um, let's talk a little bit about forming a relationship. We kind of talked a little bit about this, but what are some of the tips that you would say to actually form um, besties? I mean, that's one of the hard parts that uh, I'm not, not I'm finding, but it's really hard to find people like me like i don't know if you guys have that in, in terms of in a sense of like the same value systems i don't know before you go and making jokes about it no value systems in terms of your at the point of your life with two young kids and the value system that you hold especially from a wellness model right yeah. you know we hold certain wellness uh, aspects for you know not that i criticize and it has to be done this way but obviously there's sort of 
things that we believe in that uh, a lot of people in society don't. And it's finding the right um, people that kind of that it's sort of within your community or in your kids' school community that actually thinks that way too. So, you know, how do you guys? Any Brett? What do you, what about yourself? Like, obviously, you're sort of more similar to me. How would yeah. you? What are some of the tips that you can give to our listeners to form relationships? Like the beginnings of it. Obviously, in the camp, yeah. you know, it takes well, years to build. As I said before, I guess I've always been a bit of a shy person. So in terms of forming new friendships, I'm not the sort of person who will just meet someone on the street and chat to them for an hour and become their best friend. Like That's never been kind of my thing. Um, but you know, I think for me, it's about finding people who I really share common values with. Because as I've gone on, the more I've realized that you know, I do want to sh- surround myself. I-, I enjoy surrounding myself with people who you know, have the same sort of goals as me, who have the same sort of dreams as me, who are into the same sort of stuff as me, so I can chat to them about that. And so, you know, I think for people looking to find new friends, it's about going and figuring out, well, okay, who are the people I like? Who are the people I like hanging out with? What's the sort of stuff I like doing? And and where can I go and find more people like that? And so, you know, for me, it might be, look, I love cricket. And so I'll go, you know, to the cricket club and start playing for a sporting team. And then you meet other people who are into that same sort of stuff. Or, um, you know, it's obviously for me, you know, meeting new wellness people in and around the place. And that's obviously happening more and more now with the show and that sort of stuff or, um, you know, other chiropractors at chiropractic seminars, you know, you get in chats with them and go, hey, you know, this is someone who, who gets me, who's in the same sort of stuff as me, who does stuff that I like. Um, so I think it's just about going and hanging out places where other people who are into the same sort of stuff you're into are hanging out. Um, and then you can surround yourself with the same sort of people as you, you know, people who have the same sort of ideas, have the same sort of, talk the same sort of language, uh, have the same sort of goals so that you really have a lot of, you know, a lot in common because I think that's a good way to, to surround yourself with those happy sort of positive people as well. I think before you start that, I think it's very important to actually figure out what your values are, like what your yeah. values are, what's important to you in your life. So if family is really important, wellness and health is really important, then, you know, you want to make sure that when you actually meet someone and you sort of actually kind of look at them and go, can, are their values similar to mine? You know, if there's if there's similarities, then I would try to, you know, obviously then you can actually have a conversation about things. But they're, if they're really off to the other side in terms of, say, health and wellness or raising a family, then it might not match. So one of the things, though, is, you know, we talked about this, Brett, before, um, how your friends have maybe evolved over the years. Yeah. You know, as you yeah. change, as we grow. And we all we all have that certain friends will kind of drop off. Like our high school friends are, you know, no longer there. Or sometimes it is still there because you still have those common grounds. You kind of grow up together. How did you manage to maintain that? And how did you actually kind of, um, you know, cut people off of your life? Yeah, I think um, it's probably not as much people that I've cut off of my life. Because I think a lot of those old friends who I've, I've always had, I still have. Um, but it's probably more just how much time I'm spending with different friends. So, you know, for me, I guess my, my really old group of friends who I still catch up with and, and love doing stuff with, but, you know, a lot of our social life was actually based around drinking. <laughs> we, we used to go out a lot. We used to drink a lot. We used to go dancing, as we mentioned before. And, um, and so I guess that's really evolved for me over time. You know, I went to Sydney and studied for a couple of years and probably came back a very different person in terms of my diet, in terms of the amount I drank, in terms of all those sort of things. And so what I found was that I... Just over time, I started spending less time with those friends, even though I still love catching up with them and and you know have a lot in relation, you know, a lot in common with them, and and I still have a lot of values in common with them. But I probably spent more time hanging out with guys like you guys, or you know, other chiropractors, or people with a bit more of a wellness mindset who kind of got me. Mm. And obviously, that changed as well when we had kids. So um, you know, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, we were probably some of the first amongst our group to have kids. Um, and so then, you know, the, the, the others who don't have kids who are still out partying, doing that whole scene, you know, it's a very different relationship when all of a sudden you're like, hey, look, you know, Saturday night, I'm going to be at home putting the kids in bed. 
And um, and so that's obviously changed things as well. So we've got more friends now who are more family oriented and who are more health and wellness oriented and those sort of things. So it's just evolved over time. And I think it's once again it comes back to figuring out who you are and what you want to be, and you know surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you know fit in with that as well. It is a good point. You know, Brett, I've I've come and gone through lots of friendships uh, through my years, and I've I've lived in many different towns. You know, I've, I think I've I've counted that I've lived in nearly as many houses in the last ten years as Jackson is alive. So has been alive. So um, it's it's pretty full on. Um, and in those groups, you go and meet a whole bunch of people. Um, and I think I like to think that um, I find it reasonably easy to make friends. And I think the way in which, and this is you know for people who are wanting to make more friends or or meet more people, the one thing that I'd say the best thing to do is to go to a place where number one there is a lot of people um, because your hit rate isn't too bad. And then the other thing is to ask questions about them. Be more interested in them than be sharing about yourself. And if you can get people talking about themselves, you're going to have a whole lot of friends thinking that you're all the ants' pants. And uh, and that's one of the best things you can do because if you get people, you know, screaming about you going, oh, you know, Bretta, you're such a good bloke and all Brett did was just ask questions about me, you know, that, that's that's a great thing. Well, that's uh, been a fantastic episode, guys, on friendship and how the importance of friendship and actually how to maintain them and forming them and also transforming your friendship to another level. Now, there's no better place to actually create friendship than the Wellness Summit that's coming up uh, for us and actually going to be in Melbourne. Uh, it's going to be done on the 17th of August, so I hope you guys come and join us. It's going to be hundreds, hundreds of people there, um, like-minded people too as well, which is a great place to actually create those friendships. And as we approach our 100th episode, I would like you to tell us um, the best things that has happened with from the Wellness Guys in your life and how you change your life from our, from anything that we have said. And I uh, would love to hear that uh, either in audio format, video format, or just in words. Just send it to info at thewellnessguys.com, and you can win a fabulous grand prize if you do that. So please do send that to us as soon as possible. So as always, go to thewellnesscouch.com. Leave your comments below this particular episode and tell us what you think. Keep the conversation going on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and sign up to iTunes on The Wellness Guys Show. But more importantly give us five star ratings if you think we deserve it so until next week begin creating <laughs> only five stars only five stars <laughs> <laughs> begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness couch this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives hi dr lawrence tam here from the wellness guys show you know the big ahas in life happen mostly when we're out of our normal everyday environment right if you're in need of some big light bulb moments and want to do it in a very luxurious surrounding like fiji well i got something for you i've heard chat girls kim morrison cindy o'mara karen smith and my boys the damien christoph brett hill from the wellness guys and myself will be hanging out at the western resort and spa in fiji We'll love to have you to be part of our first BFO wellness retreat in September. We're taking a small group of people to immerse themselves in discovering life purpose, physical health, and well-being. It'll be three days and two nights of unforgettable memories, definitely some massive breakthroughs, and of course, we're going to have lots of fun. For more information or book your spot, please go to shop.thewellnesscouch.com. That's shop.thewellnesscouch.com. And we'll look forward to seeing you there. Take care.